48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Alex Price. The headlines. The MPC Congress opens in Beijing with a warning of slowing economic growth. Uber Hong Kong's taxi hailing app starts with a stall. And the health secretary says she'll resign from an honorary post over a potential conflict of interest. China has set its GDP growth target for this year at 6 to 6.5%. The figure was revealed in Premier Li Keqiang's report on government work at the opening of the annual session of the National People's Congress in Beijing. In it, he says, over the past year, GDP grew by 6.6%, despite China facing a rare, complicated and challenging environment. He also warns of a bumpy economic year ahead and says the central government will continue to roll out measures to reach its ambitious yet realistic target. He spoke through an interpreter. Growth in the global economy slowing, protectionism and unilateralism are mounting. And there are drastic fluctuations in the prices of commodities on the international market. Instability and uncertainty are visibly increasing and external generated risks are on the rise. Independent analysts, however, estimate that the economy's performance was much worse than the official figure. This year, three-quarters of the country's provinces have already lowered their annual growth targets. Maggie Chan, a lawyer and local deputy to the MPC, says that although China will face a challenging year ahead, Hong Kong could be helpful in trying to boost the national economy. The bumpy year ahead means the pressure and the rapid development and the change either internationally or the challenge in the domestic market. But because of the Great Bay Area development and under one country to system, the advantage of Hong Kong, we can, the country, our motherland can make use of the advantage of Hong Kong to have development and to go outside in accordance with the uh, rules and regulations uh, internationally. Premier Li also said Beijing will uphold the principle of Hong Kong people ruling Hong Kong and the SAR enjoying a high degree of autonomy. This was omitted from his report last year. The Premier also said that Beijing gave its full support to the Chief Executive Carrie Lam over her governance and would ensure the Greater Bay Area Initiative was compatible with the rules of Hong Kong, Macau and Guangdong. We'll continue fully and faithfully to implement the policies of one country, two systems and a high degree of autonomy for both regions and act in compliance with China's constitutions and basic laws of Hong Kong and Macau special administrative regions. The governments and chief executives of the two regions have our full support. We'll support the two regions in seizing the opportunities presented by the Greater Bay Area strategy, giving play to their strengths and deepening mutual beneficial cooperation with the mainland in all fields. Concern has mounted locally and overseas about Beijing interfering in local affairs. Most recently, the US Consul General said Beijing had been intimately involved in the Hong Kong government's decision-making. Meanwhile, Beijing will spend 1.19 trillion yuan on defence this year, a rise of 7.5%. That's lower than the rise of 8.1% last year, as the country faces the economic slowdown. In local news, the only firm known to have signed up to Uber Hong Kong's new taxi partnership service has withdrawn from the plan. The new Uber Flash service matches passengers with nearby taxis, with fares and payment settled through the app. The service was supposed to be launched this morning by Uber and Tinxing Motors, but the taxi firm appears to have changed its mind after coming under fire from other operators at a protest yesterday. Uber's head of public policy for North Asia, Emily Potvin, says Uber Flash is ready to use regardless. 
So we respect Tinsheng's decision not to partner with us. Our product does not rely on one company. Our product is one that is available today. There are drivers on the platform at the moment. And we hope that more and more drivers, whether it's operators, whether it's fleets, whether it's drivers, are going to be able to join Uder Flash in the future. The Secretary for Health, Sophia Chan, says she resigned from an honorary post at an association that won a contract to run the Kwai Ching District Health Centre. Professor Chan said she didn't know the Kwai Ching Safe Community and Health City Association was bidding for the $284 million contract. She says she'll review her other honorary roles to check for any conflict of interest. I will review the list of uh, organizations that I'm involved uh, as a patron or honorary patron or advisor in my list and then I would uh, make a decision as to whether I should uh, resign from those uh, positions uh, as well because uh, there will be more uh, of these district health center networks you know, coming up in the rest of the uh, uh, 17 districts in Hong Kong. In overseas news, President Trump has announced plans to end preferential trade treatment for India. Mr Trump said that after intensive talks between the two governments, he decided that Delhi hadn't provided sufficient assurances about reciprocal access for American imports. Here's the BBC's Peter Bowes. Under a scheme dating back to the 1970s, India enjoys zero tariffs on $5.6 billion worth of exports to the United States with preferential treatment as a developing country. But exports to India from the US are subjected to high import duties. In a letter to Congress, President Trump says India has failed to assure the United States that it'll provide equitable and reasonable access to its markets. The two countries have close political and security ties, but their relationship over trade is worsening. Authorities in the U.S. state of Alabama say they expect to find more bodies after back-to-back tornadoes caused a trail of devastation on Sunday. So far, 23 people, several of them children, are confirmed dead in Lee County, where the winds damaged buildings and roads. President Trump said he'd ordered the federal disaster agency, FEMA, to provide immediate assistance to the state. Our whole nation mourns for the more than 20 lives lost and for the heartbroken families they leave behind. I got reports on it this morning, and it was absolute devastation. To the community of Lee County, we grieve by your side, and we pledge our unwavering support to help you rebuild from the very depths of this horrible tragedy. The House Judiciary Committee in the U.S. Congress has asked 81 government agencies, individuals and other organisations to submit documents in connection with its investigation into alleged obstruction of justice and other irregularities by President Trump. From Washington, here's the BBC's Anthony Zerka. The breadth of this investigation, the scope of it, it's not just on obstruction of justice, it's on abuse of power, it's on public corruption. It's hard to imagine anything that, uh, any scandal that's around Donald Trump's presidency that wouldn't be encompassed in this investigation. So depending on what they turn up, they could be making a case eventually for impeachment hearings. If they don't turn over the documents, the next step would be a congressional subpoena. If they ignore that, then uh, there could be contempt of Congress uh, charges brought up. So there could be some legal bite to what they're trying to do eventually. The Venezuelan opposition leader, Juan Guaido, has announced a new protest march on Saturday to increase pressure on President Nicolas Maduro to leave office. He returned to Venezuela on Monday from a tour of regional allies aimed at gathering more support. Speaking to thousands of people in Caracas, he said the whole of Venezuela would return to the streets. 
seguimos en la calle, seguimos movilizados. Y aquí estamos, dando cara a nuestra gente de un éxito. We're staying in the street, we're staying mobilized, and here we are showing our face after a successful international tour and the recognition by the whole planet of the humanitarian aid needed by the people. This should clearly be the message at this moment. We're here in Venezuela, we're strong, we're moving forward. The French President Emmanuel Macron has outlined his vision for the future of the European Union. In a letter to Europeans published in 28 newspapers, he sets out wide-ranging plans to overhaul the EU after Britain leaves. It's the BBC's Roger Walker. Never since the Second World War has Europe been so essential, yet never has it been in so much danger. That's how President Macron sums up the situation post-Brexit. He says the UK referendum vote symbolised a crisis in which Europe was seen to be failing to respond to its people's needs. He condemns what he labels the lies and irresponsibility of British Leave campaigners, but he acknowledges the power of their message. He says citizens of the EU must now take back control too. His specific reform proposals include a minimum European wage and curbs on internet giants. Nearly 150 Islamic State fighters holed up in Baghouz, the last village still held by the jihadist group in Syria, have surrendered to the US-backed Syrian Democratic Forces. The SDF had to slow down their final push because the militants were holding civilians as human shields. An unknown number of militants remain in the village. Confidential documents have revealed a network of offshore companies apparently used to launder vast amounts of Russian money. The leaked papers, seen by a consortium of investigative journalists, reveal how an investment bank, Troika Dialog, managed a network of companies which received money linked to frauds and sent billions of dollars offshore, mixing criminal and legitimate funds. The then head of Troika Bank, Ruben Vardanyan, said it had applied regulations and compliance procedures that met the requirements of the legislation of that time. He insisted he was unaware that Troika companies received funds related to fraud. Researchers studying ocean temperatures have revealed that the frequency of marine heat waves has risen by more than 50% since the early 20th century. Here's the BBC's Richard Howells. Scientists say that sudden rises in water temperature are a threat to fish stocks, coral reefs and other marine life. The heat spikes are caused by blazing sunshine and changes in water currents. The study warns that extreme localised sea temperatures could become one of the biggest stresses on ocean life. There's growing evidence that human activity is contributing to the phenomenon. A heat wave in the Western Atlantic seven years ago drove lobster stocks northwards into cooler Canadian waters. The American actor Luke Perry has died days after suffering a massive stroke. He was 52. The BBC's Dan Johnson reports from Los Angeles. He started acting at the age of 16, but it was playing Dylan in Beverly Hills 90210 that made Luke Perry a household name and something of a heartthrob. The show followed a group of teenagers in a wealthy Los Angeles district. 90210 is the area's postcode. Perry had two spells in the series over 10 years. He was taken to hospital last Wednesday after becoming ill in L.A., where he'd been filming new episodes of another series, Riverdale. He'd also recently worked with Quentin Tarantino on a film called Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, due to be released later this year. Currencies on the U.S. dollar is trading at 111.89 yen. The euro stands at 1 U.S. dollar 13 cents, and the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 32 cents. And a short time ago, the Hang Seng Index stood at 28,926, 24 points down on the previous close. And now with the sports news, here's Adam Jung. 
The Phoenix Suns have delivered the biggest upset of the NBA season. The top-ranked Milwaukee Bucks went into the desert with 35 more wins than the opposition, but the Suns came out to play. Kelly Oubre Jr. top scored with 27 points. Devin Booker added 22 as the league's bottom team ran out 114-105 winners. The Suns won for only the 14th time this season. Meanwhile, the Australian star Andrew Boga is close to rejoining the Golden State Warriors. The NBA champions plan to sign him for the rest of the season after he gets released by his current club in Sydney. Bogut was a key part of the Warriors championship team in 2015. Earlier, Milwaukee picked up the two-time NBA champion Pau Gasol from San Antonio. Our U.S. sports commentator Ray Jovanovich says these are sensible moves by contending teams. Yeah, just looking looking for the veteran presence, leadership on the floor, and importantly in the locker room. So no surprise with Paul Gasol. He is a prized asset, so a huge victory there. And for Bogut, remember, he was part of that first Warriors championship team. And Steve Kerr really trying to find some chemistry with the Warriors. Despite leading the West, they've done it with their weakest record uh, this far into the season of their three championship seasons. So uh, much still to be discovered with the uh, Golden State Warriors and whether they can sustain that championship form. Tributes are being paid to the Detroit Red Wings legend Ted Lindsay, who died at age 93. Lindsay was a big part of Detroit's hockey dynasty in the 1950s. The left winger was an 11-time All-Star and played on four Stanley Cup winning teams. The Hockey Hall of Fame waived its waiting period when it inducted Lindsay in 1966. Nine years later, he became president of the first NHL Players Union. Lindsay died on Monday at his home in Michigan. To football now, Tottenham's Delhi Alley has returned to training, but he won't be back in time for tonight's Champions League last 16 second leg match against Borussia Dortmund in Germany. Spurs are 3-0 ahead from the first game, but their boss Maurizio Pochettino claims they're at a disadvantage, having had less time to prepare again. First leg was, was the same, and the, now the second leg is, is the same. Of course, uh, tomorrow we are going to, to fight and give our best. But again, I think it's impossible in this type of game, how important is the, is the game, that one team has 24 hours more than another to prepare the game. I think it's massive. The other Champions League match has Real Madrid at home to Ajax. Real will be without captain Sergio Ramos. He's been suspended after taking two yellow cards during their 2-1 win in the first game. And that's your look at sports. And now to end the news, a reminder of our top stories. The MPC Congress opens in Beijing with a warning of a slowing economic growth. Uber Hong Kong's taxi-hailing app starts with a stall, and the health secretary says she'll resign from an honorary post over potential conflict of interest. The news from RTHK.
Then if it happens to be some other chick, oh. it's only business, babe, so there's no need to trip. Oh. Baby, you can come to see it's whatever you like, you can choose. 